Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised from the dead on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas and then to the Twelve, After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there's no resurrection of the dead— then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are found to be false witnesses about God, for we have testified about God that He raised Christ from the dead. But He did not raise Him if, in fact, the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile you're still lost in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people to be most pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive." But each in turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all of his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he has put everything under his feet. Now, when it says that everything has been put under him, It is clear that this does not include God Himself, who put everything under Christ. When He has done this, the Son Himself will be made subject to Him, who put everything under Him, so that God may be all in all. Now, if there is no resurrection, what will those do who are baptized for the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why are people baptized for them? And as for us, why do we endanger ourselves every hour? I face death every day, yes, just as assuredly 
as I boast about you in Christ Jesus our Lord. If I fought wild beasts in Ephesus with no more than human hopes, what have I gained? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought, and stop sinning, for there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. But someone will ask, How are the dead raised? With what kind of body will they come? How foolish! What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as He has determined, and to each kind of seed He gives its own body. Not all flesh is the same. People have one kind of flesh, animals have another, birds another, and fish another. There are also heavenly bodies, and there are earthly bodies. But the splendor of the heavenly bodies is of one kind, and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor, the moon another, and the stars another. And stars differ from stars in splendor. So it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. So it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural. And after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. I declare to you, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable and will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You may have heard the Apostles' Creed or other early church creeds in church settings, if you've been in church settings. But the very earliest creed from the Christian church and the Christian tradition is contained in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 and 4. This is the early creed. Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. 
He was buried. He was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. So I'm going to say that again. It's of utmost importance to all of our faiths. Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. He was buried and he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. And so there's a lot encapsulated in those short expressions. First, he died for our sins. He was the the sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice for the sins of mankind, according to the scriptures. He was buried. He suffered a real death. He was um, uh, buried. This was not a, a near death. It was not a hoax. He was buried as a dead man. And he was raised on the third day, again, according to the scriptures, all in fulfillment of the promises of God contained in the Old Covenant. And then Paul gives a number of witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, friends, the early church focused much more on the resurrection than we do in this uh, modern church age. Generally, the only time you hear the resurrection talked about is on an Easter message in churches. But Paul's message always contained references to the resurrection of Christ because it was so um, central to our faith and of central importance. In this case, he gives a number of people who witnessed the risen Lord Jesus. And the witnesses he refers to, he's talking to an audience now when this was written in 1 Corinthians. He's talking to an audience that could have gone and interviewed these various people that he names. In other words, these eyewitnesses were still alive when Paul quotes them as having seen Christ. In verse 5, he mentions Cephas or Peter. And then to the 12, we assume that that's the original 12 apostles of Christ, uh, less Judas, perhaps with the replacement in place there now. He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time. And Paul makes the point, most of whom are still living. So if you don't believe it, go ask those 500 people who witnessed it. Then he says he appeared to James. That was Jesus's half-brother, James. And then to all the apostles. That reference to all the apostles is those that were outside of the 12, but were known as apostles. And then Paul in verse 8 says, and last of all, he appeared to me. So Paul himself is an eyewitness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Friends, this is a lot of testimony, a lot of contemporary evidence to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In court, if you have to go to court for something, notes made in real time during the playing out of events that are examined in court are given much more credibility than notes made after the fact. And so these were contemporaneous notes that Paul made while the witnesses were still alive as to their having seen the resurrection of Jesus. Paul in verse 17 says, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile You're still in your sins. So once again, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is part of the centrality of the faith of Christianity. He says in verse 19, If only in this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people are most to be pitied. But Christ indeed has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who are fallen asleep. In referencing the firstfruits, he's saying that Christ went first, but you and I can expect to be raised from the dead in due season. He goes on to say the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Death is not our friend. Death is our enemy. We were not created with the intent of heaven for us to die. But because of Adam's sin, we have to go through the death process. But because of Jesus, we're promised the resurrection from the dead. Ultimately, the words of Paul, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the victory we have in Jesus Christ, that he was 
dead according to the scriptures. He was buried according to the scriptures, and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And according to these words of Paul, we just read that like Jesus, our first fruits of the resurrection, we too will be raised in due season when he comes for us, when he comes for those who belong to him. I pray, Lord, that everyone listening would overcome the last enemy, death, by having their lives firmly placed in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.